what it is! How's it going everybody? Today we're going to be talking about the premiere of the newest Disney Plus superhero show in the Marvel Universe, Ms. Marvel. We're going to be talking about all the things. Talking about annoying parents, best friends that are also super geniuses, boys. That's just it. We're just going to talk about boys. I don't know. We're going to have a lot of girl talk right now. I know I'm not a girl, but listen, it'll all work out and you'll find out how it's going to work out. As soon as you sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and tune on in to the first ones to die. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to yet another fantastic episode of the first ones to die. What's going on, Alex? <laughs> you all right? <laughs> Just the way I always make you and Jonathan do the intro. I'm just like, do it, go do it, do it. As I over here like eating or doing something else completely random. And I made a a post about that. I'm like, I'll stare off into space while you guys do intros. I'm like, eventually one of these days I gotta do one or something. <laughs> gotta stay focused. But yeah. <laughs> And yeah, uh, speaking good. of Jonathan, uh, Jonathan is uh, still out on his hiatus, so it's just going to be just me and Alex today. Um, but we will power through. Uh, Alex, how are you doing today? Pretty good. I found so, so I went to the gas station right before this because I was really craving Dr. Pepper. Why? I don't know, but I got it. Then I also found something else that I had seen on Instagram and other places, but it's Mountain Dew Flaming Hot. Yeah, I've seen that, and I would refuse to taste it because I'm like, "What the heck does that, that mean?" It means something terrible. It smells. Does it smell like, like Cheetos? No, it smells like Mountain Dew. Oh, okay, go do the do on camera. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I want to try it. The instant reaction, you just like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's too strong. <laughs> oh, it's like inhaling. Like you open up a bag of Cheeto, uh, the flaming hot Cheetos, and just inhale it. Inhale the dust. <laughs> mm -hmm, like you're inhaling the dust. <laughs> I was say I can call you nine one one. I'll I'll give them your address. Be like, help my co-host. They're dying. Help my friend. Say, I'm I'm like really awake now. Look how red it turned me. <laughs> <laughs> it, like you don't expect it from the smell. All right, second second taste is not. I'm about to say you go go back to the well bad. for more pain. The <laughs> second taste is not that bad. The first taste is just. <clears throat> I don't think I knew what I was expecting, and it wasn't what I was expecting, but it kind of was because it does taste <clears throat> like it, it. You know, there is a caution, flaming hot on the side. Got you. <laughs> I would not recommend that to others. <laughs> and I don't well, think. First I'm of all, does it just taste good in general? Just as a good soda. I mean, it's Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew is, like, weirdly not bad. It's something that you never are like, ugh, Mountain Dew, but Mountain Dew flavored stuff is always kind of gross to me. I think like, Code Red is, like, the best one. Everyone I knows love that. Code Red. People no, love the love Baja Blast, too, but, but Code I Red is the legend. Never tried Baja Blast. It's gotten into my throat. It's <laughs> not drinking it. It's not bad. After, after the first sip, the first sip gets you. The rest of the sips are fine. 
<laughs> but gotta, it allows gotta, like they has gotta burn the throat first. That way, it'll make it easier for the rest. Yeah, to go like down. all right, it's already scarred. All right, I'm gonna take a sip of my water now. <laughs> Just don't breathe it in. Just don't breathe while you're drinking, and you're fine. <laughs> you gotta save this as like Alex versus Flame and Hot Mountain Dew or something on YouTube. I just look how red it turned my lip. I've had like three sips, and like I'm so pink now. Well, that's so a, is, that's a start. It is flaming hot. That's a start to this episode. Um, just because I think your throat might be too damaged. Uh, I'm doing all right. Look, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm chilling. I'm bringing a new fun aspect. How was your week? <laughs> yeah, it's like, fine. I had a marathon yesterday. I wa um like when I got back home uh and did the uh whatchamacallit? Um watched on <laughs> Peacock and just like watch I watched uh Ambulance, which was very okay. It was kind of boring to me. Why personally. would you watch Ambulance? Cause it was late at night and I was like, Oh, there's movies on Peacock that are like in theaters and I wanna pay to go see ambulance in any way shape or form so i'll watch it now and uh it almost it, may, it almost gave me motion sickness and i do not get motion sick most of the time but the it's like michael bay discovered a drone camera for the first time and so he was just like damn it we will use every version of shot we can do with this drone camera so the camera was just whipping around all over the place and flipping around and all over buildings i'm like yo calm it down chill <laughs> Just, just chill with the camera work. I could, yeah, I could see him do that. It's intense, but it's not this intense. <laughs> Relax. Um, um, that's only the first part of the movie, though. The rest of it kind of calms down later. There's a movie I want to see, and it's on Peacock called The Outfit. I Me too. The, I didn't know that. It was has on Dylan O'Brien in it, and that's the only one I know for sure. Because I haven't really looked at, but it looks like a good movie. It's a mafia movie. Mm -hmm. Um, this Taylor go helps out these mafia guys, but really he's. Kind of a mastermind. It's a. I don't even know how to properly describe it because I've only gotten to see clips of it, but it just looks like a good film, and it it's all taken place in his uh shop too, his tailor shop. Yeah, it's I like remember, a one nice location setting. I remember it. Um, seeing it, uh, seeing the trailer for it, and I was like, man, that looks good. I want to see it. Um, so I, I didn't watch the trailer for it, but I watched Cop Shop as well. Cop Shop is good. Like that's a good movie. Never I liked it. Heard of it? It's a uh, kind of like a uh, smaller action film uh, starring Gerard Butler and Frank Grillo and uh, Alexis Louder. Um, and uh, it's about this dude who's on the run from the mob who tries to hide out in this like small local police station, and uh, hitmen come to try and kill him, and chaos ensues. And it's a really fun movie filled with lots of character and. Um, the action's pretty pretty decent, so I liked it. Dry Butler does a great job. Um, like I oh, really quick review because <clears throat> I forgot about it while I was choking. Uh, <laughs> I saw Jurassic World, the newest one. I don't even know what the whole title oh, is. Dominion, yeah, yeah, D oh, Dominion. Mm-hmm. Only thing you seem to be dominating is people's time because <laughs> nobody. Really my likes my this review, movie so far. I believe the review I have been giving everybody is you don't need to see it. <laughs> like the young actress in that movie and I should have got had her name on who it 
she's really good in it. That's about it. And even her name, I can't really remember because it's ruined by the movie. Uh, but I saw it. The My only pretty much favorite scene was like Jeff Goldblum opens up like a button. Well, they're all in distress. They're all like, we're about to go fight a di- the T-Rex. He opens up a button and the um, actress who plays Kyla Watts, Dewanda Wise, looks at him and goes, no, 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 this isn't the time. And he's like, oh, sorry. And he buttons back up his shirt. That was Wanda the funniest Wise part of the movie. Has the most piercing eyes of any black actress in the entire like Hollywood right now. Like she's just she's. And I don't know if that's just lighting, but she just her eyes like are captivating. Um, she does have her. Oh, um, Isabella S- Sermon. She plays Macy Lockwood. She plays a young girl in Jurassic World. Very good actress. I like her a lot. She was she was so adorable in the film. Mm-hmm. She's so cute. And I think she's going to go on to do such great things. She's so yeah. talented. It's a crappy film. She's very talented. I don't plan on watching it anytime soon. <laughs> you don't need to. But uh, uh, You can wait until it comes out probably on HBO Max. Or whatever. But yeah. That, w- that was it. I just wanted to warn people. <laughs> Well, all all the mini reviews out the way, we are going to be uh, talking about uh, doing another review, full review for this new show, uh, Ms. Marvel. Uh, This is a show based off of the titular Marvel character, uh, Ms. Marvel. (laughs) Uh, The description from IMDb says, New Jersey-raised Kamala Khan learns she has polymorphous powers. And that's about it. But on DMDB, but if we're uh, IMDB, sorry. You're right there. I took another sip while you were, were Stop looking. Stop sipping the flaming hot dew. All right. It's not good for you. Dew in general is not good for anybody. But flaming hot definitely is not good. Two and three were fine. I didn't think sip four would. Kick me in my throat. Con- <laughs> conti- continue with the, the, the synopsis. But, uh, to elaborate, it's also uh, Kamala Khan is a high school student in Jersey City who discovers a bracelet that gives her superpowers. Uh, and uh, she has to make a decision uh, how to balance her family life along with the life of possibly becoming a new superhero. Um, this is created uh, or show ran by Bisha K. Ali. Uh, I pro- I apologize if I'm going to mess up anyone's names. There's a lot of people in this show who are um, of Middle Eastern descent. So there's a lot of names in here that uh, I might mess up. So I apologize <laughs> if I do. Um, it stars Aman Vellani, uh, Matt Lentz, Zenobia Shroff, and so many other people. Um, so uh, for those who do not know how our reviews work, uh, we do a general... Uh, discussion on what how our feelings are of the show, if we're liking it, if we're not liking it, that sort of thing. And then after that, we're going to go into a spoiler section and we will tell you when that is. So if you haven't seen, and we're going to review the first two episodes. So if you haven't seen the first two episodes, uh, when the spoiler section comes up, we'll let you know and you can jump off, watch those two episodes, then come back and enjoy you some of this podcast goodness. I don't know, I don't, especially because... For all we know, this could be Alex's last podcast if she keeps drinking the flaming hot dew. So you know, you want to see there's what still she has some to in the say. Glass. <laughs> but Alex, uh, you're go. Um, I'm the comic book fan, so I'm I know who the character is. But you're going into this fresh. 
Uh, what'd you uh, think of the first few episodes of Miss Marvel? I liked it. I thought it was super cute. It gave me uh, 90s vibes. Because one, it was colorful, I feel like. But not like the insane color patterns that they use in like kids shows today. This had like solid color patterns from like 90s style. And <clears throat> I'm still dying a little bit. And I really enjoyed it the way they established her character. Um, they made her a very average 16 year old. Which I enjoy because a lot of times you watch these shows with the kids becoming superheroes or they they make them either intensely outcast or, you know, intensely smart or, you know, things like that. She was just an average kid, which is a lot more is a lot easier to connect with. Um, I, again, you're, I didn't know anything about the character, so I didn't know that her powers had come from her bracelet or anything or anything like that. I thought it was another, you know, basically mutant, but well, it's uh, they changed it for the show, so that's <clears throat> yeah. not where her powers come from in the comics. Uh, but for the show, they changed it to uh, this bracelet or bangle, um, so or it probably is actually called something else, and I just don't know. No, it's a bangle. <clears throat> the golden bangles and bracelets. I have yeah. some. I have some pretty glass ones, but I my friend had brought them over when she stayed in Afghanistan. No, Pakistan. Sorry. Uh, for a summer, and she's like, "Here, I brought you pretty glass ones." She's like, "But they usually are fitted," and I'm like, "Well, my fat wrist, my fat hands—they can't get over without breaking them." I think I still have like one or two. It's I got them like back in high school, but anyway, um, I I enjoyed the show. Like I said, it gave me '90s vibes. It was very cute and sweet, and I enjoy that they finally have a different type of superhero again, a different faith too. She is. Uh, m Muslim practicing in the show, which was also really cool to see, because we never see a Muslim superhero. We don't get that. It was always based off, you know, whatever other faith, well, Christian faith. So it's nice to see that. I mean, do we have? Is there a Jewish superhero? Uh, yeah, there's a couple. Um, namely, uh, I, I like I know. Uh, Dang it. Who was it? I, there is one and I can't remember his name right now. And his Jewish faith is like a big ragman. Ragman is Jewish. Um, there's some others too. There's plenty of Jewish superheroes. I just can't think of them right now. Cause I don't think about a lot of superheroes like faith preference. Uh, Cause very, very few times does it ever come up. Um, Cause like uh, daredevil, for example, is mega Catholic. And the only reason I know that is cause he brings it up all the time. <laughs> yeah. But no, but it's like usually the Catholic superheroes bring it up all the time. But it's like you, with the Christian superheroes and and Jewish superheroes, other superheroes of faith. Like most of the time, they don't bring it up because most mainly because when people are writing comics, they don't want to segregate the audience. So they they'll just be like, they're Christian, but they don't really talk about it. It's kind anyway, of thing. It it was nice to see um I was one and to be so young too and. Oh, she's like a fan nerd. She wanted to go to AvengerCon, which I thought was just so cute. I was like, ah, yeah. I'm like, you don't grow out of that. I'm like 30 and still want to do that stuff. So that's something you never grow out of. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoyed the film and uh, film. I enjoyed the show. At least the first two episodes were really cute and gave me just like the younger. Like this feels like a kid's show, too, compared to like, you know, Black Widow and even wandaverse wandavision wandavision um 
Even though they didn't actually show anything too gruesome, it was still like, eh, maybe like teenager. This felt like, this is like something that could be on like the Disney Channel style going on. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. It felt really like wholesome and good. What about you? I love this show. I am, or rather I'm loving how it's going so far, uh, which is feeling good because coming off a of moon night, that's <laughs> like, like, I need, I need these new characters. Cause the thing is that the Disney plus shows started with pre-established characters. So they didn't have to do so much character building. Cause they had WandaVision, which people know Wanda and Vision already. Um, they had, um, Hawkeye, people know Hawkeye, Falcon, Wear Soldier. Like these are all characters people know already cause they've been in the movies. So I was more nervous about, okay, how are they going to do with these new characters? And Moon Knight was the first one. In my opinion, it didn't go well. Wait for the mini review for that to go <laughs> come out eventually. Um, but this one gives me a lot more hope in, their, in them having these shows be um, a way for them to introduce new characters. Uh, because it's great. This is, I, I think this show is, like you said, very colorful. It moves very fast. Uh, you got to be really paying attention. But I think it works in that because, you know, one of the best things about Spider-Man Homecoming what and really all the Spider-Man movies was that it felt like you were put right into Peter Parker's world, like how he views things as a teenager in the modern day um, and especially in the MCU. And I feel like for uh, Ms. Marvel, they did the same thing. But Kamala Khan is totally different than Peter Parker. Like Peter Parker, it's all technology. Like he likes to film things on his phone. He's a nerd, but it's more about science. With Kamala, she's a nerd, but it's all about superheroes. Like she loves superhero stuff. And uh, and so it's like, and she's all about drawings and doodles and stuff like that. So I love that that becomes a part of the show in that that's, you get to see the way she sees the world and the way she thinks. And I think that's really cool and really fun. Um, but also I love the family in this, um, how down to earth they are and how um, I was watching Double Toaster Reviews, uh, uh, Double Toasted Podcast review on this show. And they said something that I, I think I totally agree with, which is that... Um, Miss Marvel proves that like just no matter where you come from, if you're an American family, some things are just the same. No matter what your background is, religious background, whatever. And it's like, and this family proves that with the dad who don't know how to work technology and the, <laughs> the mom who's a little little strict, uh, you know, the brother and sister like picking on each other and stuff like that. Like all the all of the staples of just like what you would expect to see in American television are in here and it doesn't matter that they're a Muslim family. If anything, it just enhances the experience because not only are you seeing a family dynamic that is familiar, but you're also getting to see a whole new culture that doesn't get explored a lot in, in film and TV, especially not in mainstream film and TV without them, without it being that, oh, they're the bad guys or, oh, they're, they're the poor Muslim folk. Like this is like, nah, it's just, they're a Muslim faith, a Muslim family, just trying to live and make it out here doing their thing. Um, and that's what happens in a lot in shows and movies when they're trying to introduce somebody of a new faith or somebody of a new, you know, race. They'll be like, "Oh, it's the poor family coming up from the from the bottom," and it's like, "No, no, it's just a normal family. Mm -hmm. There doesn't need to be the tragic backstory. It's just a family trying to hold it together like everybody else." Yeah, and. uh Aman Vellani, I think is how you pronounce her name. 
who plays the main character, she is doing a fantastic job. I, I think this is like her first major thing she's done. So she is doing great as this character of Kamala Khan. Um, and, you know, I haven't, re- I haven't read too many Kamala Khan comics. Uh, I haven't read a lot of Miss Marvel. Really, the most I know about Miss Marvel is what I've learned from her being featured in books I do read. Um, but uh-huh. uh, she's really, uh, she is a character that has blown up since her creation because she wasn't a Muslim American uh, comic book character and superhero. Um, and from what I've heard from people who've read Kamala Khan, like this is pretty close. Like it's almost verbatim. The only thing that's the major difference is her powers. Because um, in the comics, she has basically kind of like, Mr. Fantastic's powers, kind of, where she can stretch, but it's not so much about, um, because Mr. Fantastic just stretches. Um, For her, it's like she can embiggen, like, parts of her body, so she can make her fist really big and stuff like that, or make her legs really long. It kind of looks almost like, um, you know, her morphing her body as opposed to just stretching, like, like a rubber band. Can she just make her ears, like, really big? Mm Mm-hmm. Like that type of deal? Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, it's slightly so different. Um, in fact, her catchphrase is embiggen. That's like her big um, catchphrase whenever she's like trying to get her powers like prepped up. Kind of like how Johnny Blaze says flame on when he uh, turns his fire yeah, on. Embiggen? It works on a comic book page. I don't think it'll work in this show for her to say Does it, it though? Yeah, because you're just reading it. So you can read it however you want to read it. <laughs> but... In when it, big end though, how is reading okay? Yeah, go gone, gone. I mean, they did it in the in the Marvel um, Avengers video game. She's the main character in that, and she says, and she says it, and it sounds cool. She's like, "I'm big in," and then she just gets all big, <laughs> kicks some kicks some butt. Um, overall, though, I'm enjoying this show. I think it's great. I'm excited to see where it goes. I think this only has like six episodes. I think I don't think it's very many. Yeah, it's only yes. six episodes. So. I'm curious to see what the next four will bring. Um, if I have to say a negative, I think the only thing is like right now it's 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 great because it's just a teen show for me because the powers aren't really like a thing just yet. Like she's still learning. I am worried that when this becomes a superhero show, it won't stick the landing <laughs> because Moon Knight had the same problem. It was trying to be a show about a man who has DID and a superhero show. And every time the superheroics started chi- started trying to jump in, it was ruining what this director and writers were doing because clearly they didn't want to do a superhero show. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I- I'm worried that this show is so good, but it's good because it's like, it's just, if you take this as just a teen drama, remove the Marvel aspect out of it, it would just be a really good teen drama show that's really colorful and interesting with an interesting twist with her getting powers. I'm worried that the second like super villains start coming up and superheroes start being a thing, it's like then it's gonna be uh, start falling into some cliche territory and not be as good anymore. <laughs> so what we have is Kim Possible. I mean, Kim Possible did this. It was a t- suddenly she fell into it and she was fighting bad guys all over the world. <laughs> uh, I get what you're saying. Moonlight. I mean, they openly said they really wanted to focus on the mental health aspect of it. They didn't really want to look at the superhero part, so I guess they were kind of forced to anytime they did. I think they, yeah, I think they went too far to like the. We just want to do a show about a guy with DID who also happens to be a mercenary, 
But then it's like, but he also has to be a superhero. superhero. And it's like, oh, well, I guess we'll do that too. (laughs) Well, he's no longer a mercenary after he becomes, I don't know. Uh, I still got to watch the show. That one I do want to watch. Um, I would I'm say not- I would say watch it for yourself. I me I didn't enjoy it as much, but that's because I'm a hardcore Moon Knight fan. Like maybe you might enjoy it as someone who's like coming in a lot more fresh and just just watching Moon Knight. Um, that's but fair. That's our general thoughts on uh, I guess Moon Knight and Ms. Marvel. Um, <laughs> so we're about to get into spoilers. So uh, if you're gonna tune off before you do, hold on, hold on a minute, hold on before you do. Firstly. We would ask that, you know, give us five stars in case you're not coming back or, you know, comment below. Tell us what you thought about the show or what you're excited about for the show. Um, And also follow us at The First Ones to Die on all our social media platforms. And you can find us on YouTube as well and on places where podcasts get streamed, stuff like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. So. And don't get Mountain Dew flaming Hot. Awful. (laughs) You might die. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, the glass is empty, though. You had to just finish it, huh? <laughs> I'm not going to waste it if it's in the glass. <clears throat> <laughs> so spoilers. Here we go. Um, so, uh, first of all, um, I, I really love this show. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. I think um, I think my favorite thing what is- was the like uh, like that let me know like oh I'm gonna like this show was the fact that it it opens with that really cool um, uh, kind of paper cutout stop motion video that she made uh, for her YouTube channel, and I was like I was like oh man I remember doing like I did stop motion videos with Legos when I was a kid. This is that's awesome. why I was like. Giggling. I'm like, of course she has a YouTube channel. Like, of course she has. She's a nerd. She has to have a YouTube channel. I like right off the bat that they kept having her fail uh, her driving test. She failed in a way that is so like, have you been in a car? Like, you didn't even check to make yeah, sure that the was shift like, was, that the gear stay wasn't in, wasn't in reverse. I was like, are you, is this because of nerves or like, has nobody like sat with you? And just been like, you do this, and then the car goes. That's it. <laughs> her mom just told her to check the mirror. She didn't say check the gear shift. <laughs> See, being Mexican, we allow our youngins to start driving and tolerate. So <laughs> I'm like, I was driving a car when I was like three. She, I, I like thinking of the double toasted uh, podcast. They did say something that I'm like, I wonder if that's true. Cause it just it she does have symptoms of it in that like they're like yeah this girl ha- like has like ADHD or something <laughs> and I'm like I can see that I mean they're not gonna say that but <laughs> I mean she... a lot of people who who tend to fall in the creative spec on the creative like role tend to be neurodivergent so some type so they could have like ADHD autism could just you know it's just the fact that be, like, like a little. She, a little di- neurodivergent. She cannot focus on anything <laughs> except like stuff she's thinking about because it's like there, there's times she's having full conversations and then she just checks out. Yeah, that's ADHD. And I'm just like, you're looking dead at them. <laughs> before, like before, Christian, before Christian got treatment for her for, for her um, ADHD before she got medication for it, 
about a week after she got her driver's license, she got a ticket for speeding. Mm. So, like, people with ADHD tend to get more tickets because they're not paying attention. They're speeding or they're focused on something else or something happens. And they're most likely to get into accidents. So maybe it's a good thing she didn't get her driver's license. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. Uh, man, it, uh, but, it, you know. I like I like the aspect of you get to see inside of her head, essentially, like how she thinks, even down yeah. to just like the way because in episode two, like when she's like uh, has a crush on um, Camp Comron, um, uh, that uh, yeah. his character's name is Comron, not his real name. His real name is, uh, is Rish Rishash. Rishash. Um So uh, when she has it in, uh, in her head, she imagines like. Her like uh this like musical number essentially, and it's all like pink and colorful. I'm like, that's really cool. Like uh, it's it's interesting, and so I'm I am liking the way they depict her world in this show. Um, even when uh, her and Bruno are riding bikes and they're describing like the flourish for her uh, Avengers Con costume, and you see the drawings on the walls like as they're riding their bikes. Yeah. I was like, that's really cool. That's a really cool segment. And this shot already looks like interesting to have them kind of low on the bottom and then the brick walls on the top. But to do it in a way where there's all this stuff going on on top. So it's like, you know, them, right? Why is there a fire truck going when I am trying <laughs> to review this show? Because uh, the rain has stopped and the fire is burning. Uh, <laughs> I get what you mean because, well, honestly, that is what it's like having ADHD. Um, if people couldn't tell, I do have it or they haven't heard me say it before. And like, you see the drawings going on in your head. So that's for certain. She could just have ADHD. But yeah, I really liked how they were letting us in, but they didn't invade the scene that was going on when they did that, though. Mm -hmm. They made like clear portions of like, yeah, you're looking at this brick wall kind of like with the designs, but did not take away from the scenery instead of like having it like drawn onto the scenery and like, oh, like. You can see it on the side almost mm -hmm. like among the trees or something. They gave it its own separate area, which I thought was really cool because it still allowed you to kind of ride with them in this, like around this area with them. Yeah, it was, it, that was really <coughs> awesome. And, uh, and like you said, like it only ever adds to scenes. It never feels like it's a distraction because they just yeah. like, overdo it, um, which is a good thing. That's great. Yeah, they never force you to like pay attention to it. It's like, hey, it's over here if you want to look, but you can stay connected to the scene of what's going on. Uh, I also love that her family is is so great. <laughs> like, I love her family. Um, her dad is is awesome. Um, her brother's cool. Even the mom, I, I know, like uh, this show wants you to hate her mom <laughs> for the first part of it because she's just so strict. But I'm like. I don't know. I I, I kind of see it from the mom's perspective. Her daughter can't be trusted with cheese, let alone car keys, bars. But I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I mean, I I wouldn't trust her to be sneaking out either at night. Like, I I would be scared she's gonna wake up and I don't know where my daughter's gonna be. She can barely focus on her own breakfast, let alone like being out late by herself at that age. That's like I, like, I agree with you and I like don't agree because it's like, oh, you know, the kid really wants this. So it's like, maybe we can set something up for you to like go instead of just saying no completely. But at the same time, I kind of do agree. Like, kid, I know what happens when you get distracted 
Like <laughs> something almost burned down because you weren't watching the rice cook. <laughs> All right. Like, I love you and you're very smart and talented. But like, kid, you got nothing. No attention span there. Although I do think she was tripping a little bit with Avengers com where I'm like, you don't like she's like, oh, you so you want to go to a party? I'm like, it's not a party. It's a convention. It's like it's there will be thing. plenty of people there to supervise and everything. Plenty of adults will be there. Her friend will be there to help her and watch her it, back. Like it's not there's officials security. It's fine. Now, granted, though, I do like because it's like when she said Avengers Con, I thought it was going to be more official. The way Avengers Con is in in this, because the, them being like, yes, yeah, the first ever Avengers Con, I'm like, oh, so it's like in a big, because you know the Avengers have existed in this world for like a, a long time, so it must be like a big thing. Nah, it's like in this like it's warehouse, a- which is like which is funny. The only reason it's funny to me is because that's I've uh, heard stories from people who are much older than me who are like old nerds and they went to like the original comic cons and that's what it was like it was like in church basements and warehouses and stuff because nobody really like was into you know conventions like that the way and like and comic book conventions weren't the way it is now where now it's like in convention halls and all that stuff it wasn't as like popular and that and back then it was strictly comic books there were no like yeah well here's the actor from this tv show and stuff like that like it was strictly this is where you come to like talk comic books exchange comic books buy back issues that's it i did i get it but i do think it's a little weird that they held it later at night though i was like all right as a parent i'd be like do you want to go to this like strange ass warehouse in the middle that no okay well here's the like, thing maybe but no at the same so like that's also where i get her i think it would have been was, fine if they had went with her just not this whole thing up but you have to dress like the hulk it's like y'all know that because it's it, it it's not like she doesn't have a thousand captain marvel posters all over her freaking wall you know full well she wants to be captain marvel you know this and y'all gonna make her dress up as the Hulk, and then on top of that, not as the regular Hulk, they're like, "See, it's gonna be Big Hulk and Little Hulk." It's like, there's only one, Mama. You know this. <laughs> He's on TV. There's Hulk and there's Banner. That's the difference. <laughs> That's true too. That's like when your parent tries to make you dress. You're like, "I did not want to wear this." Well, you're going to wear it. You said you wanted. To- I never said I wanted to wear Which that. I admit, granted, maybe I'm just tripping, but I'm like. Why, like, she's like, you're not going to wear that tight Captain Marvel outfit. I'm like, it is not tight at all. It's a flight suit. <laughs> it's not t- You now, Black Widow, I'll give you. If she wanted to dress like Black Widow, all right, we got to dis- we gotta talk. Because, no. But Captain Marvel's suit, I'm like, it's not that tight. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely form-fitting. But it's not like tight, like you know, like spandex well, can be seen, especially um, at least with uh, the Muslims I knew growing up. That would be considered skin tight for them. No, that's fair. Like I, I, that's I had, a fair point. I had a, a friend. She wouldn't show like her shoulders to us when she changed in the locker room. We would we would turn around. We would try to turn. Although when we did caught them, we teased a bit. But <laughs> we would always try to be respectful, and, like not look, because like it's very uncomfortable. Even though it was like a locker room for the women. It's just a thing. It's how sometimes people perceive things. I don't see... I see it. You're right. It's form-fitting. It's not tight. Black Widow is a whole different thing. No. Yeah. I don't think I would ever feel comfortable with a teenager dressing as Black Widow. Just because it's like, that is too, too tight. Too tight. 
Yeah, especially because but, like the whole costume is like zipping down so you can see her yeah, cleavage and everything. Like it, mm. it's literally just one long zipper now. Yeah, like nah. Um but but here's the thing too though. I feel like especially me, if it was me, I'd be like if I it was my kid, I'd be like, let's see the costume at least first. Cause I mean, it's a costume contest. Would it like it for all we know, she could be wearing like cardboard boxes. <laughs> like like you know what I mean? Like, like, let me see what the costume at least looks like. They didn't even want to do that. They were just like, yeah, no. <laughs> it's just a no. Well, maybe because she's probably showed him stuff in the past and be like, all right, we know the talent and skills of our child. So absolutely not right <laughs> off the bat. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a good thing that they did that or anything like that or that they should have. But also, like, when you have a kid, you're very, like, with, the, with her stopping, be like, no, we can't trust you with, like, a pan. How are we going to trust you with a car? They already know ahead of time what she's like capable of. So we're like, like, we already know this costume may be a little bit more than we already like because we know you. But, mm-hmm. but with that, yeah, whole first scene was like very cute. And I get, yeah, you're, you're, they they were trying to have you dislike the mom a bit to like get that whole family dynamic. Like, oh, this parent is always against and then. The dad who probably doesn't know technology will probably be helping her along the way. He line. doesn't help at all. He just lets her, her mom just say whatever and do whatever. And he just, just like, he just been in the back. Yes, ma'am. No, oh, ma'am. All right. Mm-hmm. It's like, dad, you going to help? Deal with us. Listen to your mother. <laughs> just, just like that. That's him. But it's interesting because the dad in the comics is like a big part of uh, Kamala's. Um, uh, superheroics. Um, not that he becomes a superhero, but that he um, slowly uh, figures out that she's a superhero and becomes a big inspiration for her. Um, and so it's like, I'm curious if they're going to do that later in this show, where we get to see him like actually discover her powers and and, in, and encourage and inspire her. In, in Disney, in Disney's track record, if both parents are alive, usually that is how it goes. Yeah. You have the one parent who ends up helping you out, and then the one parent that you're kind of always against, and then when everything comes out, that one parent that was always against was like, oh my god, and the one parent that was helping was like, I knew. We're ha- we have to help her now. I get your pass, but like, this is our <laughs> our child. Now we got... That's kind of Disney's track record, if both parents are still alive. If it's usually just the one parent. <laughs> it's um, a whole different story. Now, I will say, like, a lot of people are thinking, uh, comparing this to Turning Red because of uh, her family relationship i mean granted turning red uh may didn't have a brother but um but the the dynamic is kind of the same you know dad who's supportive and kind of kind of doing his own thing mom who's really strict um although turning red is more that the mom is super protective this it's more that the mom's just just strict um the mom is being protective in a way here too. Yeah, that's I can true. see how they're comparing yeah, yeah, yeah. it to Turning Red, and it's actually very common with um, family with with people of color's families. I mean, the mom usually does take restriction, not take restriction, but becomes the strict person when it comes to the children. Yeah, um, that I've often seen, and it, it's similar. In like Turning Red, they want to protect their child. They're trying to. You know, protect him from the outside war uh, world, because a lot like with all these other diverse cultures, we face a lot of uh, issues when we go out in the outside world. Mm-hmm. Well, also, and Muslims have had to deal with so much throughout the years. 
also it's a Muslim culture thing too, because I I do appreciate they talk a lot about the sexism that's within the Muslim culture too. So okay. I'm sure there's that's a part of it too, where she's like Kamala, I need you to focus because like it like the goal is for you to eventually like grow up, get a job, do the things, but also get a husband. And yeah. I don't see that happening for you if you're just out here in, in daydream land all the time. I got I got really lucky in my family because my mom's side is mostly women. So it was never find a husband. I'm good. My dad's side, even though they're they're Catholic and often traditional Mexican, but I'm like, yeah, I, I don't ever want to get married. They're like, good, don't. I'm like, yeah, I don't want kids. Don't. You're good. You don't have to. There's plenty around. You don't got to do it. So I got really lucky from both sides. Everybody's like, you don't have to. Don't. Don't have kids. And I'm like, cool. All right. Nobody's trying to breathe down my throat <laughs> or breathe down my back about that. <laughs> the spice is still in my throat. <laughs> it's not going away, Papa. <laughs> what did you think about her friend? Uh, uh, Car- Carnel? Carl? I'm reading it now. Oh, um, I thought you were going to talk, reading- talk about Bruno. Um, oh, is that how you talking about talk Bruno? about Bruno. Bruno, because uh, Car- his name's last name's Corelli. <laughs> Corelli, but they call him Corelli in the show now. No, they call him Bruno because that's Did his name. <laughs> oh, rereading the synopsis. Anyway, um, Bruno. No, but we don't talk about Bruno. He's a uh, yeah. He gonna make that joke the entire night. Ah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. <laughs> Go on. Uh, he's great. I liked him. Um, I think he's doing a great job. The only thing is, I, I, I really hope they do not do because it, it, it's looking like that's what they're doing. The whole thing of the best friend who's always been there has a crush on the main character girl, and that's who they're going to end up with. And I'm like, I, I, I've seen these at that. I'm sorry. I just want one teenage show where the teenage boy who's the best friend of the teenage girl main character doesn't have a crush on her. They're just platonic friends, and he's not gay. Like, they're just platonic <laughs> friends. <laughs> they never end up together. He is in no way attracted to her. He's just like, we that's are so friends. Raven. Like, that is the clip. Yeah, that's the only one. <laughs> Eddie's the only one. Eddie. Eddie's, Eddie's the real one. And even then, like, that's that's shows back then. Like, now it's always the same thing. It's like, at some point, the boy, the boy, uh, teenage boy character who's best friends with the teenage girl has a crush on her. And wants to date, and so a lot of times it's vice versa. It's like I'm like I'm just I'm just saying because it, and it's only be, I only say that because I'm like this show is does a great job of avoiding most of the teenage show cliches, and it feels so fresh and interesting. Not just because of the Muslim American aspect of it, but just Kamala in general is like a character I've not seen a lot in teenage um, drama shows normally. So. Cause she, it's not that she's just a nerd. She's a super nerd. Like she is nerd to the bone. <laughs> she's Jerome. Basically. <laughs> so, so she's like, it, it's different than anything I've seen before. And so it's like, it's, but there's always that one. There's always that one trope. They got to keep going. And I'm just like, cause the second they have that scene when they're sitting on the rooftop and Bruno's like, uh, Bruno's like, yeah, you're Kamala Khan. You could do anything. And they just stare at each other for a long time. And then he's like, 
Uh, uh, anyway, so we're let's talk about this thing. I'm like, oh my god, no, no. The only time I found that trope really acceptable was with uh, Danny Phantom. Yeah, Danny. They got together, but and, even then, uh, for the longest time, they're just like, we're just friends. Like, there's no real, like, no real romantic tension. There's only a few yeah. scenes here and there. There was a moaner there, but they never got in the way of each other's dating or anything like that. So that's why Danny Phantom is the only one when I accept that trope. But I agree with you. I always hate when they do that. It's like, really? Was this final friendship based on that then only? <laughs> and then you guys kind of got stuck there? Um, But yeah, I, but I, I, I like Bruno. I think he's good. I think he's uh, funny when he needs to be. Um, he's really smart. I think it's <laughs> that's an interesting thing because it's like... Do you think... He's going to be, like, the one who de- ends up doing a lot of, like, recon for her. Oh, yeah. He's definitely her guy in the chair, um, to quote Spider-Man. <laughs> because that's all he can do is, like, he's he's the, guy in the, he's the guy in the chair. He's just really smart, building tech. And he's probably going to be, like, her, like, person who's, like, um, going to, you know, have all this, uh, like, tech stuff that'll help her, like, know where crime is or something or you know, disc- uh, find information, all that stuff. Uh, I do think it's interesting, though, the uh, idea that he gets into Caltech, into that Caltech program, but he doesn't know if he wants to go because it's in California and he loves being in Jersey City with his best friend. Um, so I'm curious to see where that goes. That's also another trope I hate. When they give up these giant opportunities because they don't want to leave their friends for like a summer or something. Oh, I left my friends in a heartbeat. That's why I graduated high school at 17 and then went to college out of state. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I would be more mad at my friend. I'm like, I'm sorry. You gave up this amazing opportunity to go to this school because you didn't want to leave me? Like, no, that's not, that's, I, I'm not happy. I'm not proud of you for choosing me. You should have gone. That well, was an amazing opportunity that could have set you up for the future. But like, sure, let's go bum some beers somewhere. Like, especially no. because like in Jersey City, too, it's a modern day like, you know, in a world where like COVID proved this in a world where we are never like more than one phone call away, one Zoom call away. Like, I know it's as not the same. This. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, as, I know it's not the same because it's not like you're hanging out with that person in person. But you, it's not like you will never see them again if you go to Cal- California to go to college. like Yeah. And it was a Caltech program. It wasn't like actual school or anything. This was a time-limited program that he could have gone, gone and came back to. Because they're still 16. Yeah. So he can't just go off to college just yet. No, granted, he probably so is like smart a- enough to graduate early and, and go to college right. anyway. But- so he's already like stumping his future a little bit. <laughs> Could be getting so much further ahead. Uh, <laughs> they're probably uh, the best thing to say. There are probably friends who have done that in real life, which is stupid. <laughs> I mean, listen, if you, if, if you love your best friend that much. No. Like. That's stupid. It's like that. That's your choice to make. But I'm just saying, like, you could always, a stupid choice. You could always go back. They are just a plane ticket away. <laughs> like at all times. It is a stupid choice. <laughs> Um, Don't try to sugarcoat it. Oh, man. Um, what'd you think of the other friend, though? Um, Nakia. I would have actually liked to see more of her. She's, she seems fun. 
Yeah. She seems she's like she's going by, to uh, Yasmin Fletcher. Um, she's good. <laughs> I was gonna, about to be like that was Yasmin. No, Yasmin. That's is it Yasmin? Yeah, Yasmin. No, uh, my sister-in-law. It's oh, Yasmin. Gotcha. Her her. I'm sure because it looks like Yasu. But Yasi's full name or her first name is Yasaman or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I liked her. She seems she's seems like she's gonna be that character that's the moral boosting that almost keeps them like human. She's definitely gonna be that character that like calls them back, being like, "Hey, I know you have all this power, but remember, you are still like a human teenager. You still have to remember where you're at, who you're talking to, yeah. because all characters have that like moment of like inflation." So I feel like she's really going to be that character. And then she just seems like fun. She seems like she's got good energy. Her character, at least, and how she's presenting it seems like really good. Like, I would be friends with her. Well, she should guilt trip uh, Kamala's dad to be like, you're not going to stop us young um, uh, young teenage girls from achieving our dreams. Are you, sir? And he's, just, <laughs> he's sitting there like, uh, mm, uh, nah, nah, I, I wouldn't. But, you know, I already gave back because that would be really sad you know if you did that i, I was, uh, uh, <laughs> just, we would all just, just be like, looking at you knowing what you've done now it's just like dang man that's cold you just go do this to him and then he got to go back to his friends and <laughs> smile on their face and pretend like he's not thinking of not giving that man his vote now like <laughs> yeah I, the most that show she's like very in control she's like i know what to do i know what to do at this moment so she's definitely going to be that character that like ends up talking a lot more to people being like, yeah, so these are my friends. They're not the brightest, but listen here. This is what needs to happen. <laughs> so I ho- hopefully they give her more opportunity to kind of have like a bit of control in the future because I think she could play that really well. She can gaslight really well. Yeah, I think her role in the show, I don't know much about her character in the um, comic, but in the show, I the fact that she's biracial is also interesting because like you got Kamala who's just Muslim American through and through. You got uh, Bruno, who knows a lot about Muslim culture, but is not part of it. Um, and then you got Yasmin, who's kind of in the middle because she has biracial parents. And so when she has that speech with Kamala of like, yeah, like I, like I, it's hard for me because I have like this one side of me that wants to, that is a part of this culture, a part of this um uh ancestry but then there's another part of me that isn't for a lot of people when they look at me so i'm like that's an interesting uh place to be and it, you, to that you know to your point like that was the reason why i was like man we need to see this character more like she's not in this show yeah. a lot compared to kamal and bruno and i know it's because kamal and bruno are the ones doing doing the superhero stuff so it's like this is a superhero show so that's the stuff we're going to focus on but i'm like man i just want to spend time with kamal and matt yasmin just hanging out She's already a very complex character and can already, which I think is why when she knows more oh, about sorry, the superhero Yasmin, part. Nakia. Yasmin's her real character. Yasmin. <laughs> Yasmin's her real, her real name. Uh, Nakia. <laughs> when she like kind of learns, she'll definitely be on uh, Kamala's side and she'll be like, yeah, no, definitely. Like, I get where you're coming from, superhero to human. And I'll help you deal with everything. She seems like one of those like ride or die type. And I respect that. What did you think about that mid credit scene with the the DODC? 
Yeah, I'm I'm interested in that, um, but at the same time, I'm not really feeling it right now. Maybe it'll be bigger later, but they're because they're supposed to be uh, the Department of Damage Control, which uh, in the comics, Damage Control is essentially the guys who come and uh, clean up and rebuild stuff yeah. when it's destroyed by superheroes. So, like, if a building gets toppled, they'll come after the superheroes leave and just be like, "All right, let's go clean up this building." And stuff, which explains why, like, why and how the city gets rebuilt in, like, a day in the comic books. Yeah, that's, they're literally <laughs> called damage control. Yeah. In this, because uh, they were in Spider-Man No Way Home as well, and it, it makes it seem like they're more like a department who, like, hunts down, like, dangerous superheroes. But I don't know. It seemed very weird to me because I'm like... Y'all do not know anything about this person, and you're already, like, making her out to be, like, a hardcore criminal. Like, to the point where you're you're interrogating kids. <laughs> like, yeah, like, really so harshly it, at that, and being super racist about it, too. <laughs> well, like, in the first episode, her main use of powers was just to protect her uh, f- uh, classmate who fell. Or was falling. I mean, granted, she's she caught like she. It was a minimal thing. It was such a minimal thing in the, the first Ant-Man episode. Tra- the Ant Man thing, <laughs> which everyone's cheering. Small... I'm like, guys, it's still rolling in the background. Like, y- y'all, ain't no one gonna stop it. Like, ain't no one gonna help, huh? Well, a lot of people had issues with Ant Man the movie. Apparently, um, Ant Man is the most popular superhero now. There are so many people. I always liked him because it's Paul. It's Paul Rudd. It's basically because of Paul. Well, I love the I love like just not to get too too far off topic, but they they uh I love how much information the public has on the superheroes that like Ant-Man has his own podcast now and everyone treats him like the number one superhero right now because he's like the most popular. And I'm just like Well, cuz he's really the only one. I feel like if Ant-Man really existed and was like played by like Paul Rudd style Ant-Man, he's like the chillest one. <laughs> Like, I feel like, yeah, he he's more personal. He would definitely have his own podcast. And plus, for a while, he was on house arrest, so he needed something to do. So, like, I could see Ant-Man. And then even, it, even in reality, he's always been my favorite of the Avengers because I was like, he's just like, all right, let's do it. Let's do something. Like he's always a little geared up and ready to go. And that's how I feel. I was waiting. I'm like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be directly in command of anything. But I definitely want to be the one in the background being like, let's do it. Let's go. I don't know what we're doing, but let's go. I was waiting for, because you see all those kids and, and adults in cosplay at Avengers Con, and I'm like, where the heck is Black Panther? Where the heck is Falcon? Or I'm sorry, Captain America now? Like, where are they at? All I see is people in Wakanda garb. Not a single Black Panther in the entire goddamn, goddamn Avengers Con. I didn't even realize or that. Falcon. I didn't notice that at all. Especially Falcon. At least they wore Wakanda <laughs> stuff. Ain't nobody want to be Falcon. <laughs> I didn't realize that at all. I didn't. I saw like several. I didn't. I did not notice that at all. That there was no Black Panthers or Falcons or the new uh, Captain America. Uh, Everybody wants to be Captain Marvel and Ant Man. <laughs> I mean, as far as I know, they have the least issues. I mean, Black Panther did just kill his cousin. The public don't like, know that. As far as they know, he's just a cool cat dude who who rules Wakanda. <laughs> he's a cool cat dude <laughs> who may or may not be part of a f- secret kingdom. Oh no! This time they released that Wakanda exists. Yeah, so they at least know Wakanda exists. Although I'm like, how did you get the costume so accurate though? Like, it's not like you. 
It's not like they're showing what Oh, white that. people will steal. No, uh, black people. <laughs> oh, they were black yeah, people. Yeah, white people really... garb. I think I there's don't only the, black that people scene. in Wakanda garb, though, because it's like, yeah, is, I don't think the white people that would have made it could have made it work. <laughs> They've appropriated enough outfits. Hey, I'm pretty sure even, they would have found a way. There was even a person wearing some aluminum foil on his arms. So he'd be the Winter Soldier or something. Like, <laughs> I have to rewatch it to see, but I'm just saying, I didn't see a Black no, Panther gotta, Falcon. I, and they're the only black superheroes in this entire universe. Uh, freaking uh, Spectrum don't count for WandaVision because people don't know she's super yet. <laughs> I did not pay attention enough, I guess. I was just like, ooh, lots of people, costumes. I want to go to Comic-Con this year. I'm going to Comic-Con this year, by the way. People are out and about. Me too, I'll I'm... be there. Um, <clears throat> Check out the first the ones to die at Comic-Con. We won't have a table, but we'll be there. <laughs> Regardless. I'll be running around being ridiculous. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I'm but, sorry. To your point, um, yeah, like we were talking was. about damage control. But um, oh yeah, but yeah, the fact that like damage control was uh, is is kind of being portrayed as these like essentially like the fact of the matter is they need Shield back, because <laughs> like, Shield will be doing this, not damage control. But for some reason, I think after Winter Soldier, they just don't want to yeah, do they... Shield anymore. Well. I think they just threw it. They're like, look, we had to shut down S.H.I.E.L.D. We found out it was part of HYDRA and, you know, Nazis and everything. It's not great. So, like, you guys can take on this extra work. I mean, you're already there anyway. So when you're cleaning things up, if you capture a superhero or two, nobody talks about it. It's cool. If you find It's like if you find some extra stuff while you're cleaning up the city, don't mention it to anybody else. Just detain them and just, like, go away real quick. But just the fact... That's, I'm pretty sure that's still kidnapping. The fact she was just like... she's First of all, they're interrogating this child in a way that's so harsh, but then also to just be like, just immediately be like, they look a little brown-skinned. Are they Muslim? Huh? Pakistani? South Pacific? What are they? I'm like, yo, shit! Like, why are you just assuming? <laughs> You're re- you were ready to incriminate someone who was like Middle Eastern or, I do. A- or uh, South Asian. Like, what's the deal? <laughs> I am slightly proud they didn't mention Mexicans. That was the first time we weren't on the top of the list for brown people. <laughs> and they knew it wasn't it's black. Very... They were just like, like, there's no way a black person was at the Captain Marvel compe- contest. Now, the Wakanda contest, we are for sure that uh, all the black They were scouting that for, for other reasons. <laughs> but it's a hollow victory for me. <laughs> Very hollow victory. <laughs> uh, it's true. You guys, like in the MCU right now, there is not uh, a uh, Mexican or Hispanic superhero. The closest you've gotten so far is uh, Torres in Falcon and Winter Soldier. And even then, he might just be Falcon. So he's going to be like a B-list superhero at best. <laughs> hey, we got on the B-list. <laughs> oh, yeah. And America Chavez. Oh, she's Puerto Rican. I mean, yeah. Listen, the you gotta take what you can get, look. okay? <laughs> you can, you got like you right now. You're that too. You just got to, and neither of them had their own movie either. So, <laughs> like, you you're gonna cut her loose? You know she, what? You've gotten really snotty since Black Panther. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you you be all choosy now about it's gotta, it. You just gotta take what I gotta get. Yeah, real stuff. I'm just saying, it's like, listen, it's you know, I, I'm no, sure a I lot of Asian more. people, despite how Asian they are, are cool with Sean Chi, even again. though he's just Chinese. Move on to the conversation. <laughs> I will drink the soda again. 
Like, you know, they're not getting, they're not giving him a hard time because he's Canadian. <laughs> he's Canadian? Yeah. Simu Lu's from Well, Canada. now I might give him a hard time. <laughs> I might give him a hard time now. I mean, he's, uh, he's Chinese, uh, uh, Canadian Chinese or Ch- Chinese Canadian. I don't know how you say it in Canada. Yeah, but being Canadian, um, that's all something else. Canadians are the worst. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> that's mean. Me saying Canadians are the worst. That's the mean part of this conversation. Uh, I'm just saying, don't discredit them. All right, America Chavez is in there too. I don't know where Tor- <laughs> what Torres is uh, descended from, but <laughs> like Torres it's- and America are are representing for your people so far. Until you get like the the, the proper movie and proper do that all the the Hispanic and uh, uh, Latin. Latin and and. Mexican and Chicano uh, uh, communities deserve. Until then, <laughs> you got America just Chicago take what we can get. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to, we're going to move on because I don't think this is getting better in any sense of the word. <laughs> Listen, I get it for the longest time. I only had the Falcon, I had to rely on the Falcon for everything. <laughs> Yeah, then you guys got a Black Panther. Now you're getting all like I up you that now is take what you can get. I had to take what I could get. I didn't want Falcon. Nobody wants Falcon. <laughs> That's yeah, why Falcon's nobody dresses him for Avengers Con. <laughs> Apparently nobody wanted to be Black Panther either. They all just wanted to be part of Wakanda. <laughs> I'll relook at that scene though, just to be safe. <laughs> I didn't I see it, but I might have I might have missed it. Because I'm like, Black Panther's the cool one. That's the one everybody wants Wait. to dress as. Which, going from a side story of our side rant, uh, we got to see Ruth E. Carter, a uh, costume creator and designer, who did the Black Panther uh, costume. That's right, because by the time this comes out, actually, we'll already uh, have posted pictures about this. Yeah. So yeah, we did get to, to go to the press preview at the Museum of Pop Culture uh, to see the Ruth Carter exhibit. Uh, so if you're in the Seattle area, go check it out, and you can see the Black Panther costume in person. Um, as well as other Wakanda uh, costumes, but also costumes from just black film in general you should be watching. Thelma, Malcolm X. <clears throat> Sorry, that's still stuck in my throat a little bit. <laughs> it's not leaving me. Um, coming to America, do the right thing. I just And these costumes are just beautiful because up close the designs are truly amazing. You, you think you notice the details in films, but not until you're actually up to face-to-face with these costumes do you see the detailing, the work, everything that went into it and how amazing they, you know, they actually are when you get to finally see them in person. And, you know, from, I think it was uh, Malcolm X, the Zoot Suits were my favorite. Mm -hmm. That Denzel Washington and Spike Lee wore? Mm -hmm. Was it Spike Lee? Yeah, Spike Lee wore. And I'm like, that is so cool. I'm like, those are so cool to look at. So I suggest going to the Mopop Museum and it opened, or it did open on June 18th. That was a Saturday. From releasing this, and yeah, if you're in the Seattle area, go for it. But going back to our actual topic, Miss Marvel. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that's I think the other thing is that this show is missing so far. It doesn't really have a villain. And for this to be six episodes, we're already two down, and we do not have a clear indication of like the story, like right now, the show is just check out Kamala Khan. This is her life as a teenager. But, you know, this being a show, I don't know what the arc of this show is right now. Because it's very unclear. There's no clear villain. There's no clear conflict. It's kind of just like we're just right now, for right now with these first few episodes, we're just kind of sitting in a day in the life 
of this teenage girl and uh, a few things have like planted some seeds in so i'm hoping with these next four episodes it'll really like you know get ramping up on what this story is because i'm like you don't have a lot of time moon knight proved that moon knight only had like <laughs> i think six, six episodes, episodes so and they it took well, them it forever they- or not six they had eight it took them forever to get to the damn story. <laughs> well, maybe they aren't introducing a villain yet. I mean, kind of the D D O C D O D C are kind of villainous towards her. I mean, they could be, she could just be running from the government. See, but I feel like they're Although, not the main villain. I feel like there's somebody else showing up <laughs> later. Which could be. I mean, maybe this is just the start of her and trying to figure out her powers, trying to work on and all this stuff and dealing with now knowing the government knows you know that she has these abilities mm-hmm. so that could be the intro of how you're starting to learn who she is and everything before like a major villain is introduced because it's not until the superhero tends to get a little more well often what they do is somehow it's a coincidence that like i got my powers as soon as this super villain like got his powers kind of deal maybe it's one of those where like the villain finally sees that like oh there's a new person i have to go after them or being like some way I need to combat this person. So this could be the stories of like, or this could be the story of like, I created my own villain. Not the villain was created. Where I, I was created. Separate story. This is like, I created my own villain. This won't happen, but you saying that just made me think like, she's going to reject Bruno and then Bruno's going to be like, well then fine. Then, and then we're no longer friends. And then, and then he creates a super suit and becomes a super villain. <laughs> a scorned teenage boy. Yeah, I could see that being a villain. It won't happen, but I just, it's just that's a funny idea to think about. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should go to Caltech and calm the fuck down, buddy. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. What do you think the odds are that Captain Marvel shows up in this show? I feel like pretty good. I feel like that's a definitely like a, a season ending thing, though. I could see that. That could be like, like a cameo of like maybe a mid credit scene for the final episode is that Captain Marvel shows up. Yeah. Kind of like uh, what they did with in the Arrow, Arrowverse where Barry was talking to Oliver and they had him on the screen just at the end, like a conversation being like, you can do it. You can be the hero everybody needs. Kind of pep talk going on. I don't see her being like actively in the show or actively being in a scene. But more having that moment with her of like one on one being like, hey, you're a hero now, just like me. And these are kind of what you have to go through. And remember, it's not always the best. But if you want to stick with it, I believe in you type of deal. Well, I'm curious because I, I, I also think it's high and mainly because a like she referenced Captain Marvel all the time. So kind of be weird not to have her in the show. But also B, because uh, the next time we see this character, because I think this is it. Like, I think they're only doing this six episodes for this one show, I don't think there's a season two. At least they haven't announced one yet. Um, and they did the same thing with Moon Knight, where Moon Knight was, it's only one season and that's it. And we might see this character again. But unlike Moon Knight, where we don't know the next time we'll see Moon Knight, if at all, in the MCU, Miss um, Marvel is supposed to be in the next like Captain Marvel movie. It's going to be called The Marvels. And it's going to have Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, and... Uh, and I said, called her Spectrum earlier on, but I think her name's actually Photon. Uh, but um, uh, Marie, uh, is it no Mo- Monica Rambo from WandaVision? You know where she got her powers and stuff. She's also going to yeah. be in it too because she's uh, 
she was the se- uh, technically the second Captain Marvel. The first Captain Marvel in the comics was a dude. Then he died. Then uh, Monica Rambeau was Captain Marvel for a while, and then she tra- and then she stopped being Captain Marvel. And then uh, Carol Danvers, who is the Captain Marvel we know today, was Captain Marvel. So, well, I mean, yeah, this could just be like the setup for the 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 Marvel movie. Um, and this is like her introduction, and that's when we see Carol Danver- Danvers' mm-hmm. character at the end, where she interacts with her, being like, "Hey, I'm gonna need you for this." Also, I feel um, like she would geek out because she would see Carol and just be like, "Ah, ah!" And her head would explode. Well, that's kind just- of what what Ant Man <laughs> did when he saw Captain America. He's like, "You're Captain America." He's like, "Hey, I know you too." To like, I think Falcon. He's like, "Hey, you're Captain America. I know you too. You guys are great." I love yeah, you guys. he fought Falcon. That's why Falcon hates him. <laughs> because <laughs> he beat falcon which i'm like exactly dog you lost to the to ant-man a hero at the time that nobody knew <laughs> that's by the hero now you're an knew. avenger to be also busted by like the hero they like kidnapped kind of too because they remember they pulled him out of that sketchy van <laughs> they're like oh we got this guy they're like who is he be like, yeah, we kind of found him. He's kind of like a, just a superhero that's around. That's the, you know what? That's the other thing about Avengers Con that I thought. I'm like, how much does the public know? Because some of them are saying facts and telling jokes that I'm like, how do you know that story? And, it, and maybe it's Ant-Man on his podcast. He's out here spilling secrets of what was happening at the final battle because he was there at the final battle with Thanos. But it's just because there's like one shirt where um, uh, that's they're selling at Avengers Con where it's Captain America. Hey, spoilers. We're in the spoiler section. <laughs> no, I'm being a shit because I still haven't seen that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just being a little shit. Go, no, go There's ahead. a shirt where Captain America turns around, he's turned around, and his butt's poking out because of the joke in Endgame where they're like, you know, that's America's ass, like <laughs> in reference to Captain America. But I'm like, that's an inside joke they told amongst themselves. How does the public know that joke? <laughs> To make because t-shirts the made, No, because I have to believe in that universe, even in that universe, that joke was made on the internet far along. <laughs> all right. Because all due respect, Chris Evans really be packing this in the Captain America suit. All right. That is America's ass there. I do love when little Ant-Man goes like, man. His little salute. Well, he's on the do- I think it's Tony Stark's shoulder. Yeah. I've seen, I get, I've seen the scene. I haven't seen the movie. I should just break down and watch it. But I've kind of been being, still being petty in that one. But um, it was, yeah. So that was great um, to see. Uh, uh, what were we talking about? Um, all the, like, all the references <laughs> to Captain Marvel. I hope she shows up. Because um, it would just be. And also, what else is Brie Larson doing? Like, it's probably, like, not that she doesn't get work. But rather, I'm like, Brie, like, of all the actors they should get to do, like, a cameo. She should be the one that is like, yeah, I'm down. Because Brie Larson loves being Captain Marvel. Um, she loves, you know, the fact that she gets to play this character who's so inspiring for so many young girls, but also just women in general. So I can't imagine her saying like, no, I have something else to do for the TV show that's doing the same thing. But for it goes even further by also being inspiring for Muslim American little girls. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what do you yeah. think? Do you think? I wonder. Yeah, hopefully they will ask her to be in there 
because even dealing with like the DODC having then Captain Marvel back you up and being like, leave her alone, leave her alone. She, clearly, she's good. Like it would probably help too. Clearly, they're going on like that racist tyrant going after all South Asian communities. Um, I think I could definitely see them using uh, Captain Marvel in that way or having again. I th- I see it more as like uh, the Arrowverse conversation where she comes up to her inspiring one on one and being like, hey. You're going to be here now. It's not going to be great, but like, it's not bad. Um, what do you, do you think they're going to play into? Because when Kamala originally asked about where the bangle came from in the second episode to, um, I think her mom mm-hmm. and grandmother. Well, she asked her mom cause it's apparently from her or yeah. And then she did ask her, uh, grandmother, but apparently the stuff is because it came from the great grandmother. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's Aisha. Yeah, Aisha. Mm-hmm. Aisha. Um, do you think that they'll find out that she was a superhero too? Maybe. I don't know. Because that's like the uh, going into it, like them changing her powers changes like the dynamic. Because I like in the in the comics, she gets her powers from the Terrigen Mist from the Inhumans, uh, which is what Black Bolt was um, in uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. So that's where her powers come from in the comics so i have no clue what they're going to do for the tv show now that they've completely changed her powers origin as far as like it comes from this bracelet that's been in her family possibly for generations so maybe they might they maybe her great grandmother was like also a superhero or maybe like met someone who's got cosmic powers and gave her this bracelet so i'm not sure it'd be really cool though to like think of it as like no like there's been because she says that line in the show where she's like you know it's not the brown girls from jersey city out here saving people and i'm like it'd be interesting if like she finds out no your great grandmother was actually a superhero and realistically like and there's already implications that that might be true because uh her dad is telling that story to her brother's um fiance and uh he mentions like yeah they were trying to get on this boat or whatever and nobody knows to this day like how she got on and i'm like because she had powers and nobody there, saw her there. so i'm like that's interesting which also leads to like what other powers will she be able to develop in the future this is something like if she's like all right maybe i can turn invisible or something and this allows a lot more options i feel like with the growth of her power to just give her more but i am certain they're gonna keep it to a certain amount of course but still i think i kind of like that family aspect of like the what it could entail when it comes to the family lying because it also there's something nice that because a lot of time when being a woman you don't have much connect you to generations of past because we don't get to keep we don't have a matriarchal last name we don't have like that type of lineage it gets you know taken away from us a lot so that's a kind of a nice pull for the mother daughter aspect of generational going back like that that it's like my strength not only comes from me, but it comes from my mother and my grandmother, my great grandmother, and look at what my great grandmother was doing, and all that type of th- thing. So it's a nice connection to the matriarchal side. Mm. Yeah, and I'm I'm really vibing with that. I really like it. Yeah, I I am uh, enjoying the way they do the family dynamic. Also, we didn't talk about the brother too much, but the brother's great <laughs> in this show as well. Um, he's played by oh the never the brother is definitely gonna be covering for her. For so, oh, he's played so by Cigar Shaikh, I think is how you pronounce his name. 
Uh, also, the man's beard is tight. Like his beard game is immaculate. Like <laughs> he should be out here that giving a, tips. It is a great beard. I do respect that. He's got great hair. Yeah, it, it, I mean, he's a handsome guy. You know, he's like he's going places. Um, but it's like he's just great. As I like that he's not the type of brother who's just like you know a spitting image of. His father, he's not just like coming down on Kamala. He's like, no, I'm a supportive brother. You know, like I got your back as much as I can because, you know, tradition's tradition. But if I can help it, I will try. And I'm like, that's really cool. I mean, and sometimes that's all you can ask. Like, just support me. I get like, if you don't want to like outright defy everybody, but just like, don't talk shit to me. Although which is uh, love, it's very minimal. She's hanging out with Cameron Cameron and she or Cameron she's just like, "Yeah, this is this is my cousin, our cousin." You know, from that one family get together. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm like, you know full well you do not know him." Be like, "Sure, sure. Yeah." Um <laughs> just like slowly back away. Do you think we're going to see more of Kamran? Yeah, well, the way episode two leaves off, it looks it looks like he's got a lot of secrets, too, uh, with Kamran. And, well, they always, they always uh, and uh, her Auntie Ruby, I think is what uh, what she said. Which Yeah. So I'm curious to see, like, we probably have a lot more to do with Kamran um, in the future. That's going to be really interesting. Maybe that's going to be the villain. There you go. They've already started to introduce Maybe. Him. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know many of Miss Marvel's villains, like, as far as, like, I know she doesn't have any like iconic ones um, that I can think of off the top of my head, uh, but I think she does have like her own villains, like villains that are strictly like from her comic and not just because like I say that because like for example, Kingpin in Daredevil is like a villain that gets used for a lot of comic books because they're like we need a villain who's already in New York. Kingpin exists. Screw it, he's the villain now because um, for the longest time he was a Spider-Man villain. And then when they when they uh, wanted to give Daredevil more of an arch nemesis, then he became Daredevil's arch nemesis. So it's kind of like uh, with Miss Marvel, I think she has her own original like villains that she can fight. See, that's cool. I think I might end up picking up a copy of Miss Marvel, at least a couple copies, because this def- this show definitely makes it seem a lot more fun than a lot of the superhero comic books that I see. Where they're just really sad emo boys <clears throat> going around. So, like, I think this one would be more entertaining to read and learning some about the original villains she may have because, well, yeah. Hopefully they're not racist field because you already got the DODC being racist. Like, I want a villain almost to be up to where you're like, all right, I'm going to strike you down. But understand this isn't because you're like Muslim or brown or because of your fit or anything like that like just you're just kind of getting man. in the way of my yeah. profit yeah you're kind of getting in the way of my profit but i just wanted to be sna- known standing that is why and now i'm going to kill you but just let it be known this hate is totally directed towards you being a good person <laughs> not a teenager although they wouldn't know she's a teenager well no she wears a mask ish well they need to get her a better mask. Well, helmet right thing. now she's wearing her Captain Marvel costume, but eventually she'll get her Miss Marvel costume, which is uh, her yeah. actual costume. Um, and at least from the pictures we've seen so far of what it looks like, and especially on the posters, it looks good. 
My only concern is, please don't tell me we were only going to get this costume in the last episode. I'm tired of that trope too. Hawkeye did the same thing where it's like this whole, the whole series. They're like, yeah, man, we're going to give you, um, uh, Kate Bishop's like, I'm going to give you a new costume. And we don't see that costume till the last episode. I'm like, I would like to see this costume. <laughs> cause, cause you're just doing an iconic costume that's from the comics. So it's not like you're making up something new. So just give us the costume. You've already shown it technically anyway. I just want her to get a better helmet identity thingy hiding her because like, when she has it looks ridiculous well, it, it, like it uh, her costume in in both the in the show and the comic is that she just has a big mask on her on her face and then she she doesn't have a helmet so she lets her hair flow oh okay then that's better because what she's wearing what they have her now in is that um looks like i think it was a modified bike well, it's helmet. her captain marvel cosplay helmet um yeah, but that was like, not Captain Marvel money. Yeah, <laughs> it's supposed to look like Captain Marvel's, uh, which that was a fun scene too. When they're like discussing, like she's like breaking down, like how she's going to sneak out, and in her mind, the costume looks like so high grade. <laughs> it looks like yeah, and then she's like, and then it's like in reality, it's, it's just a cardboard helmet <laughs> with a, like a light, a, a light bright for the flames in her hair, <laughs> and yeah, and red painted like really badly red. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts, though. Um, I don't really have a grade for this just yet, just because it's still uh, coming out. So we're still getting a feel for this show. Um, but so far, if it stays at this rate, um, it's definitely a solid A- minus for me. The, um, the minus is just because of the villain thing. I'm like, I'm, I'm not quite sure where this show is going as far as like what the arc of this story is. Why are we here? But I am enjoying the acting. I am enjoying the character development. I'm enjoying this, uh, the effects and the cinematography. Like everything else is on point for this show. And it really captures the teenage spirit while still being fun and energetic. And a show that I feel like everybody could enjoy. Like adults could enjoy it. Um, kids could enjoy this. Teenagers could enjoy this. Like it's a show really for everybody. Which is like Mar- when Marvel works the best is when they're making content that is for everybody so i'm really excited to see more of the show can't wait to see the next four episodes and where it goes and where it ends um and yeah and if you're not watching um yet first of all thanks for <laughs> joining us for an entire spoiler talk but watch the use of ms marvel i cannot recommend it enough at least the first two episodes i can say the first two episodes really solid if the show starts to dip after that it's not my fault Okay, I told you the two first two episodes were good. Did somebody have a conversation with you about it? Because I it's feel like you do. You went on this like, like last week. Are you like okay? I, I'm sorry. I keep referencing Somebody's Double Toaster Review, but they made a good point because I'm like, we're also a podcast that review stuff, and we recommend stuff sometimes. And I do think to myself, what if the show sucks? And then they come back to us, and then they're just like, you told us to watch the, watch this show, and this show is terrible. And I'm like. And you I'm know what sorry. I would say? Like, you I didn't know grown that. ass adults. I see the future. <laughs> like, I didn't know the no, show you was say, dip in quality like this. <laughs> you are a grown ass adult. I made you do nothing. It's my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> nope, you did of your own free will. <laughs> but uh Nobody made me go watch Jurassic World. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I went to do it. But I had <laughs> I was warned. 
But uh, I mean, listen, okay. I don't know why people keep giving Jurassic Park sequels a chance. I'm sorry. They're just like, it's always dropped in quality. It's never gotten better <laughs> than the original. <laughs> but um, what's your final thoughts, Alex? Uh, I enjoyed it. Like I said, it gave really a 90s vibe, uh, 90s old style vibe to it. It was colorful. It was fun, and you got to see into their heads, almost like what you did, what the early two thousands was like. That's how Raven and Lizzie McGuire, you know, those shows that really spoke to being a teenager, being anxious, and being so different from like your peers, but not in like, but in a very creative way, because those kids were very creative. Um, I did like how they made her such a nerd, and but they didn't make her like a sciencey techie nerd or anything like that. They, she's just a plain old nerd, which was a lot more fun. And I, this is definitely something I'm going to keep watching because it's just cute and fun. And I really like her character and I'm excited to see where they're going to try to make her go. Hopefully they do well. Um, but you're right with shows like this and newer shows and with the way Disney and Marvel can be. It can go really either really well and be like, yeah, we want a second season to like, oh, but why? But why did you do this to me? So there's really only two emotions you can have when it comes to Disney and Marvel. So far, the only Disney no, plus has got a sex season is Loki, I think. Loki, God, that is such a see. That was such an easily good show too, and they said it's going to be a little bit weirder too. So I'm like all down for that. Just give us the weird, <laughs> appropriate age weirdness though. This is still on Disney Plus, and this is still a sixteen year old. So age appropriate weirdness. That is all I want. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, going back to it, definitely recommended. Yeah. Tell us what you think about Ms. Marvel. If you have seen the first two episodes, uh, or uh, yeah, by the time this comes out, it'll only be two episodes. So tell us what you think about the show so far. Are you liking it? Are you not liking it? What are you liking about it? All that good stuff. Comment below on the YouTube uh, channel, or if you just want to comment on the uh, you know our Instagram or DM us or whatever. Sure, we'll listen. <laughs> we'll give it a read. <laughs> I don't have much to do nowadays. Um, Alex, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, they can find me on Instagram as Alex and Nobody and on TikTok as Alex and Nobody, uh, where you will see me post videos of me and chatter, basically, or randomness that I'm doing. Uh, you can also find me on TikTok on the book. Bookcast podcast where I talk about our book reviews and do a little more book talk and stuff like that. Uh, and then you can find me also handling the TikTok account for the first ones to die where I post little clips, little things like this and little sound bites, which we can all enjoy. Probably going to go ahead and post me choking on the Mountain Dew because <laughs> that was a fun sight. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jerome? Where are we finding you? You can find me at not Jerome right on Instagram as well as at RoboZooMedia and at Jerome underscore the underscore show for all the other creative stuff I am working on. Um, and if you want to follow The First Ones to Die, like I said earlier in the episode, you can follow us at The First Ones to Die on all our social medias. That includes Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. But then also uh, we are on YouTube with all types of extra content that you can only find up there stuff like book casts mini reviews uh gaming content vlogs all types of stuff so go on over there if you want to check out some extra content that you can only get over there as well and uh we are also still holding out um 
podcast uh, calls for guest hosts. So if you would like to be a host on this podcast or a guest host rather on this podcast, uh, email us at the first ones to die at gmail.com or DM us on social media as well. Um, only few prerequisites are if you are outside of the state of Washington and uh, you want to be a guest host over Zoom, you do need to have your own recording equipment. It doesn't need to be fancy. It just needs to be something so that you can record your own voice and record it. And uh, if you are within the state of Washington, you know, email us, let us know, and we can figure out a time of whether we want to do it over Zoom, which same prerequisites apply. But if you want to do it in person, that's also doable as well, uh, just depending on how far out you are um, and, and all that stuff. But we can work on that stuff in an email. So again, email us at the first ones to die at gmail.com and uh, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Uh, I do not know what we are doing next week. <laughs> it's on. It's on. It's a secret. It's, it's, it's more like a secret to everybody, including the current hosts of this podcast. <laughs> we'll work it out. We always do. Yeah. But we'll see you all yeah, next tune week. In next week for something. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a good day, guys. Yeah, Bye. Have a good day, night, and morning. Whatever. Bye. <laughs> Stop oh, this is still so awful. <laughs> Never! <laughs> oh, God! <laughs>